All right, welcome to another episode of Punch Me in the Face, the podcast. Appreciate you getting on. What I'm going to talk about today is very simple. Sales. You're in sales and you're not having the success you want. You're thinking about getting into sales and you're concerned you're not going to have the success you want. My deal, I've been selling since I was, I don't know, 17. Now, anything I've sold, I've been successful at. I do like to compete. I've sold, you name it, real estate, life insurance, cars, residential real estate, commercial real estate, whether it's been part-time or full-time for a very, very, very long time. So I understand what it takes to be good at it. First of all, there's no such thing as a born salesman. Um, so when, if you have your hesitancy or concern about, can I do it? And let's start with the people that are in it. You're in sales right now. You're not having success. Well, First thing you have to ask yourself is, and I always tell people, they go, I'm in, I'm selling whatever. I'm like, well, pitch me on what you're selling. And all I want to know, I might not even know anything about it. It could be, you know, microphones. I mean, whatever. But I just, I want to hear the way you speak because that's what the client wants. Client doesn't, the product's the product, right? If they're looking at the product, they want to buy a product that is similar to what you're selling, right? it's but what they're in and, and the idea that people are buying you is true meaning like if they don't believe in you don't buy into you they're going to say no i mean that's that's pretty simple concept everybody seems to understand that and agree to that so if we know that and we know that's the case we have to make sure we're assertive it's no different than this if you get on and i go you know welcome to punch me in the face today we're going to talk about like dude that's painful and the reality is what it's saying to you is I don't really enjoy what I'm doing. I don't really believe in it. And really subconsciously, please stop talking to me and watching me and observing me because I don't believe in this shit. You go like, some people are just laid back. Then you better be uber intellectual. You better bring something that the majority of people don't have if you're going to go, no, you're just going to be, you're super chill. And when you're talking about your product, if you ask me to sell microphones, and I needed to sell the microphones to pay my bills, you know, then I'd be fired up. Whether I'm interested in microphone sales or not, it doesn't matter. Like, meaning, like, if I think the microphone's going to change your life or not, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to lie to you, but, like, I have microphones. You want a microphone? Here's why mine's better. I'll give you the reasons it's better. But I'm, I'm not fired up because I think selling microphones is changing the world. I'm fired up because I need, to, I need to eat. My kids need to eat. I got bills to pay. I got things to do, right? So for me, it's a matter of what kind of passion you have because the reality really is what the client is trying to figure out is, is he or she actually going to do what they're saying they're going to do? And the way they're judging or discerning your truthfulness, your ability to work with them, your accountability is the way you're talking, right? They want you to have a good self-image too. That's why a lot of former athletes do really well in sales. I'm not saying other people don't, but a lot of former athletes do because a lot of them have built up a self-image doing something. They've competed on a team with other people watching. They've won. They've lost. You know what I mean? So they like they just kind of built that thicker skin where they can go ahead and and compete. But when you meet them, you feel like they feel pretty good about who they are and what they're doing. So you have to ask yourself, pitch somebody you don't know your product. Pitch it to yourself in the damn mirror. First thing is, if you've been selling something for 30, 60, 90, 120 days, if you're not having success after four months, sit down and ask yourself why. First of all, is anybody your company? First of all, they have to be having, somebody's having to have success. I worked at places where I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, but I was better than everybody else, like numbers wise, but nobody's really doing any well. So it was like, really, it was kind of a dead deal for us. The product was, was not saleable. It was hard. And 
it, it, we didn't have a competitive market advantage at all. So I was like, I got to remove myself from selling that. It doesn't work. Like I'm doing better than everybody else and I'm not making money. So look around the office, the place, the industry and find people that are having success if they are. And then I, I watch, observe, they have trainings and I would watch a training that they put on and I would sit down and take notes and my notes would be purely, I would denote or notate everything that that person, he or she was doing that I didn't do. Like, wait a minute. They said they do that when they meet the client. I'm not doing that. They said they asked this many questions. They asked more questions than a client does. Whoever has the most questions wins. I'm not asking questions. They said pausing is good and not talking over someone. They're trying to make a buying decision. I don't do that either. Like you get to go down the entire list, right? And just go through, boom, 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 boom. So at the end of the day, what we have to understand is that we're all in this place where it's all about you understanding. Because a lot of people go down with the ship. And that doesn't mean the product's terrible. It means maybe you're not any good at it. Like, I was not excited about selling cars. <laughs> never. I worked really hard, but I was never excited about selling cars. Very excited about insurance. I was excited about real estate. I enjoyed it. Very excited about life insurance. Because I just knew I was helping people directly, immediately, understood the impact it was having. So, <laughs> all that being said, it's one of those things where, that passion came easy for me because of what I was selling. So part of it is, do you need to love what you're selling? I don't think some people do and some don't. Some do. I don't need to short term. Like if you give me microphones, chairs, tables, and I need to eat, I'll be excited to go eat. But once I'm feeding my kids, paying my bills, paying my mortgage, paying my rent, making car payments, paying college tuition, once I'm doing all that, I'm probably not as excited anymore, right? Because I was only doing it for that reason. So you got to figure out which person you are. I do need to be bought into what I'm selling for me to continue to want to do it long-term and be very successful. I don't believe the statement that I, when people say I'm not a salesperson, that's a complete lie. Everybody is. If you have kids, you're a salesman or a saleswoman. You are because you sell them on stuff all the time. What they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to eat, when they're supposed to go to bed, what they do in school, how they talk, how they don't talk, how they greet people. Like you're always selling. All of us are. So what happens is people say that and other people are like, yeah, I guess so. That's not true. So you don't have to be the most gregarious person. You can learn in your space to be more outgoing. You can go back to being a recluse when you're done, but you have to understand that if you have the right attitude and you work really hard and you understand your product and you enjoy your product, you'll probably do pretty well if you put the effort into it. Now, that's the key is the effort, right? Most people in sales will start whatever it is, how many appointments you run, I don't care what you're doing. They'll have, they will not have success for a half a day, for four hours, for six hours. And then all of a sudden they start thinking about it, right? They stop and they're like, okay, let me figure out what I'm doing wrong. Me, I knew I'd learn everything from those appointments. And I also knew that letting that burn and that hurt was going to make me better. So like I knew that if I was 0 for 5 and I had four more appointments for the day, stopping and trying to overanalyze what I've done wrong, I did want to go like, I probably should have done that. Probably should, but I'm not going to, I keep moving. Because once you stop completely, sit down, try to process it, and 40 minutes goes by, dude, it's hard to get going again. 
You're cold. It's just hard to get going again. I mean, dude, halftime shows make a lot of money in sports, especially like Super Bowl. You're like, why is it so short? Dude, once they stop playing, they can only sit around for so long. They got to get back in the game. I mean, hell, they rush a halftime show, all these massive commercials like in 20 minutes. When for 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 profitability and entertainment, they could run that thing for a freaking hour and people be fired up. They could have huge concerts and more. But the players get cold. They get tight. They can't sit around that long after competing that hard for a half. You can only talk so much to lock about what to do. And the reality is you out talk yourself. What are you going to talk about? Like, we should have done this and this and this different. Let's change it. Got it. How do we do it? We should do this. We should do this. We should stop doing this. Cool. Got it. Let's go play. So you have to apply the same concept to you as a biz, as a salesperson. Okay. Um, you have to also be able to be self-critical, self-adjusting, and then also, you do need to be able to acknowledge when you do well, but you have to be careful with the duration with which that lasts. Um, if you ask me what it takes to sell a product, I think you do have to know the product. You don't have to know everything about it, but you have to know why the person needs it. Why do you believe your product for them is the best fit at that time? Like, what is it about your product that, that makes it the best fit for them, right? Like, I don't know what those things are in your product. You would know what they are. What are those things? What are those things that they need to know? What are those things they need to do? You have to be confident, very confident. Like you, you have to, and they can tell. You do have to be able to listen to people so you know what they're saying, so you kind of use it against them. But you can't interrupt them when you don't know what they're like. A lot of times people will get, they'll either listen forever, which is the kiss of death. You know, I say, Tom, you know, you know, you need, you know, to start buying these for the restaurant. Like, you know, you have to. And then Tom starts talking. I go, dude, listen, I look at the the beverage choices. I look at how many people are health conscious now. I look at how many people would love to buy this product. The marketing's great. And Tom, by the way, I'm going to give you this many cases for this amount of money for this period of time at this discount. To see if I'm right. How do you get hurt on that, Tom? And I shut my mouth. But if I don't know what Tom's going to say and interrupt him before he gets going, he might go, dude, I wasn't going to say any of that. I was just going to say I entered into a contract with somebody else for their water. Like whatever it happens to be, you have to understand that you need enough information to respond, but you can't sit and listen forever because then you lose complete and total control. Because every 30 seconds, 10 seconds, they're talking, they're taking control of the appointment. And, And whatever it happens to be, you need to be respectful. You need to listen, but you need to be in control. You need to be a good question asker. You need to be willing to push when you need to push. And you need to be able to get uncomfortable, you know, um, and challenge people. And I think the other thing about sales is I don't know many sales that are multiple where, where at any point in time, it's a good idea to go, well, you know, I met with him Monday and I met with him Thursday and I met with him Sunday. Maybe he'll buy on Tuesday. Most sales are one set appointments. I mean, whether it's over the phone, on Zoom, in person, they come into your your place, you're selling furniture, dude. They don't come in on a Sunday, talk to you for an hour, and then come back. They buy or they don't. And you have to be willing to understand that you're not trying to build some long-term communication relationship where they don't buy anything because you don't make any money when they don't buy anything. And then just waste an hour of your time on a Sunday, which is a great day because people are walking around all over the place. That's how I was in real estate. You have to identify buyers. Identify them. And if not, move past them. He or she's not going to buy anything. I would agree with you. What are you doing about that? I guess I should stop talking to them. I would because they're not buying anything, dude. 
They're not going to buy anything. Like you have to understand that there's nothing you're going to do to get them to buy and ask real good buying questions early on. So what are y'all looking for today? We're just looking. Got it. So do you have a new house, new apartment? Like what's the deal? Just looking to look or what's the deal? Yeah, we're looking to look. We're not in a position to buy. Hey, sounds good. Hey, here's my card. You know, anything you need, man, let me know. On to a buyer. Now, maybe they're a buyer and they're full of shit. Well, dude, you know, that's a long time. I like adults. You know, adults make sense to me, right? Like, if you want to go, we're looking. You know, we did move to a new place. We do need some new furniture. We'll look around and see what you got. Okay, got it. <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking. <clears throat> what exactly you're looking for, I'll point in the right direction, big store. Then you have that thing, right? Like, do I, how much do I push and how much do I become a salesperson? Well, I don't care what you're selling. Well, the reality really is, I don't think it's pushy to do your job. Um, you know, you can say things like, hey guys, so I know where you're at, <clears throat> um, you know, with all due respect, what do you, do you need? I, I love to help. <clears throat> you want to look around? You don't, I'm here. I ain't going to stalk y'all. That's weird. But like, you tell me what you need, and I'll meet your needs. And we'll get you a couple cup of coffee while you're walking around. I'll get it. You want me to sit over there and stay out of the way? I will. You want me to walk with y'all and kind of answer questions you got and stay out of the way? All good. So, and everybody's different. You're going to meet some people, and you're going to know they need me to tell them what to do the entire time. Then you're going to meet some people, and you're going to go, that person doesn't want to be told what to do ever. And I think that's the struggle for people. You have to understand the personalities. When you coach, there's all kinds of different people that move to all, respond to all kinds. I was listening to one of these coaches that made the Final Four who who was working with one of the most probably well-known coaches in the history of college basketball who was historically a yeller, a screamer, a, you know, just an angry dude. And they're like, well, you didn't, like, pick that up from him. And he's like, dude, it just didn't work for me. Like, it worked for him and a lot of the players we had, but me as a player, it didn't work well for me. So that's kind of I went to what I related to and because everybody's different. You know, the more the more banged up your background and the more crap you've been through, the more you may want to be yelled at <laughs> because negative attention is better than no attention. And that's why I explain to people all the time as a social worker, like the kids you think are acting up, they're acting up because they want attention. They've been through a lot of shit in life, dude. And negative attention is better than no attention. Being ignored is the worst. Negative attention, at least you're you're talking to me. You're, I exist. You're giving me some kind of attention, right? So it's getting people to understand that. So... What kind of success have you had in the first 120 days? What kind of money have you made? Real money. Like, what are your expenses? What's your income? If it's not where you want it to be, what are you going to do over the next 30 days? Now, if you go, well, I've been in it six months. I made all the changes I think I can make. I've taught all the people I can talk to. I've seen all the training I can do. What should I do? I would quit. And I know people will just tell you, like, go down. I don't know where going down with a ship makes any sense. Get anybody else out you can and save them. But if you're like, they're all a bunch of adults, they're not related to, it's not your kids, it's not your significant other, it's not your mom, it's not your dad, dude, get off the ship. But you've been doing something for six months and you believe you've made every change. You go, well, I, maybe he has made every change. I know, but he believes he has. So if I'm trying to help him and I don't know him, he already has convinced himself he's done everything he needed to do. Now, if you said, I've been here five months, I'm not killing it, I made money one month, I've noticed a lot of things I should change, and recently, here are some things I've changed recently I've decided to start doing this and this and this and this and this. Okay, got to keep rolling, dude. But if you're like, hey, I have made any money. I don't know any other changes to make. I've done everything I can do. I'm watching all the training. Then you should quit. And that's okay. Like, I've run companies. Or I've done meetings. And I'm like, who's sold X amount in a month? 
And I'm like, okay, do you think you're doing everything you can do? Yeah, I'm doing everything. There's nothing else I can do. I've done everything I can do. Sean, I've everything been to training. I've changed. They go, what's your advice? I go, quit. And people look at me like, I'm like, dude, they should quit. Like, why would they not quit? Like, I'm not trying to be difficult or be an idiot, but at the end of the day, they're saying, I'm not making money. There's nothing else I can do to better my situation. They should quit. Now, maybe they quit and realize, damn, I could have done better on back in sales. Maybe they quit and go, it was great for me. But why keep dumping money into something that's not making you any money? It doesn't make any sense. So understanding for me, I correct real fast. If I'm not having success, I'm big on observing. I watch people that are having success. I don't even need to like necessarily be their friend or be mentored. I get to watch. You got trainings. He or she's good. I'll watch. I'll take that shit in. I'll watch it two, three, four times. I'm a student. I want to get better. Here are five things he does I don't do. Got it. Here's a better way to ask that question. Got it. With all due respect, here's what we're going to do today. Heard a guy say that one day. I'm like, I'm going to start saying that. It's brilliant. Here's what we're going to do today. Here's what we're going to do today. Here's what we're going to do. Team effort, but I'm in charge. But I got that by listening to a training. And I said it about every appointment I ever did. In real estate, I was always like, hey, you know, let's 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 set our, our foundation for the appointment. I'm going to work harder than anybody you've met in this business, and I'm not going to lie to you. Was there anything else you'd like to have to see out of me? I'm going to work outwork everybody, and I'm going to be honest with you the entire time. What did that do for me? Let me tell you the price of your house, truthfully. Like when you say it's worth 500, it's worth 380, I can say it's worth 380. When you want to make an offer on something that's on for four, that's actually worth four, and you want to offer them 220, I go, you can offer them 120 if you want, but I'm just telling you it's going to piss them off. It's stupid. It's weird. They're not in a terrible spot. It's not a foreclosure, but I can be direct with you. And I can also go, do I don't feel like doing that. It's a complete waste of my time. I'm not embarrassed. I'm just, I don't want to waste my time. Like, why would I want to waste my time doing that? So I think that it's, it's, you have to find those things for you that work. Sharing about yourself. You know, I don't care what you're selling. People should know something about you. I don't care what the product is. Pens, life insurance, real estate, they should know something about you. You're going to get to know things about them. And life is about making deposits. Every time I make a deposit, I can take out a withdrawal. I'll tell you some things about me. You know, every single mother I, I wrote life insurance on, I was like, hey, listen, I watched how hard my mom worked, and I have all the respect in the world for you. So thanks for, thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for doing what you've always done, man. It's, it's, it's very impressive, you know, and here's why. You know, I, I share with people about my sobriety. Like, why not? Number one, I, I don't mind it. And it's always kept me accountable. And number two, it's connecting. And I'm letting you know there's things about me that are not perfect. And I'm, I, I've made mistakes and I've corrected those mistakes and I'm going to make other mistakes. So, you know, like, w- what am I worried about there? Like, what is my consequence? What is my issue? So you really have to learn, am I connecting with people? So are you making money after four months? No, I'm not. Are you doing everything you need to do? Yes, quit. Seriously, I'm, I'm not making my after four months, Sean, but here are the things I'm getting ready to do. Um, I'm going to do these things. Okay, what's your new structure for doing those things? How are you going to avoid falling back in the habits you had before? You know, it could be as simple as you're not investing in your business. You got no leads. Why not? Leads are expensive. Okay, how are you going to sell the product without having leads? You know, well, I don't want to invest in leads. Then quit. See, the bigger part, too, for you as a manager, and I don't want to flip to a different, completely different track, but, dude, Work with people that are trying, that want to do this, whatever you're selling, work with those people. And a lot of us work with everybody, which is fine, except you're missing out. You know, I coached basketball for a long time and I just tell people whether it was right or wrong, I coached five people, maybe six, maybe seven, like they're in middle school, 
high school. Dude, they didn't, you know, they didn't get crazy tired. Games are quick in AU travel ball. Don't call a lot of fouls. Don't have a lot of foul problems. And during practice, I might have had 15 dudes, but I really had time to coach up seven. Now, could it bite me if one kid gets hurt? They double team my best player. Yeah. But it was very successful for a very long time. It could cost me. And, it, and there were times it did. You know, 100%. You know, I, 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 but my deal was I wanted to be the best coach I could be for the people that were going to have the biggest impact on our success. I was nice to everybody else. I uplifted them. I wanted them to do well in school. I was respectful. They practiced. But my energy went to those seven. Because one of them, I'm trying to talk to them about how to set a pick and where to go in a press break or where to, and, and it's, it's like, why am I even telling him? He's not going to remember. He's probably not ever going to be in the game. You know, like, what am I doing that for? Like, I'd like him to be okay. But that right now, my job is to coach this team. And that distracts me from coaching this team. But mom calls me at 10 o'clock and I need something. Dad calls me over the weekend. He's got a problem. I'm there, dude. Like, I, I'm all good. We're family. So I think you have to decide. And do you enjoy it, by the way? I'm sorry, but if it's about making the money for now, that's cool. You got to do what you got to do. But do you enjoy it? I enjoy the success and the failures in sales. I don't know. It let me reset, let me reassess where I was, let me um, recharge. And I really took a good hard look at those things when I was having problems. Like, okay, dude, I can do better, right? Yes, I can. Cool. Got it. So I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things you have to understand that um, you really have to have some fun with it. If you're working your job 40 hours a week and you're doing something at night or on the weekends you hate, you're not going to continue to do it. I wouldn't because you're not enjoying it. So look at your profit and loss. Figure out if it's the product or if it's you or if it's a combination of both. Don't say I'm not a salesperson because you're lying to yourself. Um, if you go, I've made all the adjustments, I go, is anybody else having success doing it? If you go, no, then I go, okay, maybe it's just a system, the product don't work. Yeah, there are other people having success. All right, so it's people having success and you're not. It ain't the product, bro. Other people are selling it. It ain't the system, other people are selling it. It's you. And it's okay to say, that's me. That's on me. Like this idea where you're like, hey, my bad. Like, dude, no shit. You're, you're playing third and you booted a ball. And the dude got on base. We know it's your bad. Like, what, what, is, what is the catalog going like? That's on me. That's on me. No shit. You missed the ball. You know, I didn't hustle back on defense. My bad. Dude, we got it. Like, taking accountability for things that everybody in the world knows you effed up is not so crazy, unbelievable accountable. Like, okay, cool, but we already know you did it. We got it. Like, we understand. So I think that getting people to understand those concepts, um, getting people to understand what it takes to be successful, and getting people to know when it's time to cut loose and quit and people go like, oh, I never quit anything in my life. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you what, dude. If you're on the boat and it's sinking and you won't quit being on that boat, you stupid. I will. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand that. You know, they all, I was watching this thing one day. It's like, captain the ship has to go down with the ship. I'm like, what sense does that make? Everybody else is off the ship safe. Why the hell would you stay on that thing and die? I'm not. Like, I'm getting off the ship too, dude. Like, I don't get it. Um seeking out people that are good at it. And by the way, asking, find the people in your company that are good and hopefully have a relationship one or two or three 
and say, hey, listen, you've heard me call or you've been around me. What am I doing wrong in your opinion? In your opinion, what am I doing wrong? Like, what could I be doing better in your opinion? And hear what they have to say. If they say nothing, they don't know you and they don't care. But if they do talk, now me, I always did. Like, people were not on my team. I wasn't making any kind of, there's no financial incentive for me. If they did well or not, it was just the right thing to do. I was like, dude, I've heard you call. You say this and this and this and it's not any good. But you really have to assess. Learn to get better with your attitude. Um, you can talk yourself into, but more importantly, out of anything. So if you're talking about how you can't do it, you can't do it. So I'm just letting you know, if that's kind of what you do on a daily, like you're eventually going to realize you can't do it. Like you just can't. So, um, you know, these are simple concepts that will help you get better at sales, but also more importantly, which nobody ever talks about knowing when to cut the cord, like dude, cut it loose. It ain't having the success you want to have. And you believe you don't need to change anything. Maybe in six months you do, maybe in a year you do. But don't be dumping money into something after six months can't make you no damn money. So like and share, comment, please. Send this to somebody in sales. Send it to somebody don't listen when you're like, dude, you got to get better. And send it to somebody who's been doing something for eight months. And you're like, dude, quit. You ain't making no money. They go, no, it's going to get better. You go, what are you going to change? They go, nothing. And they won't quit. Send this to them and tell them to freaking quit. It's, there's a lot of glory in knowing when to quit. I never quit nothing. That's a great fucking motivational saying. But it's stupid. You walk out in the parking lot and there's five dudes messing with you. They all have automatic weapons. You have a butter knife. Go back in your freaking house and arm up. I'm quitting that. I'm like, see y'all in a little bit, dude. Bulletproof vest. You know, I got a flamethrower, rocket launcher, got AKs too, ARs. Like, I'm coming back out, but not like this. I'm getting up on a roof. Give me some elevation. Like, it's okay to know when to go. I'll be back to fight another day. So appreciate your time as always. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching.